Need a faith boost? You're in the right place. Faith for Her is your place to come for faith-building encouragement and scriptural truths that you can apply to your everyday life. Whether you are one that opens your Bible and struggles to understand, or one who reads the Word every day and is just unsure how to apply it to your everyday life, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie Wynn. I've been teaching Bible studies to large groups of women for over five years, and I am passionate about building women up in their faith through biblical literacy. Teaching God's Word and encouraging women in their faith is my ministry, but I also work for a marketing agency and homeschool my littles. I believe that faith can be applied to all areas of our lives, and I want to help you do just that. Get ready for some hope that can only be found in Jesus. It's time for a faith boost. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode in a four-part series called Faith in the Space Before What's Next. So far in this series, we talked about trusting the sifting that God allows in our lives. So trusting when we lose things or people or circumstances change, uh, trusting God through that process and learning how to grow through that. So that was episode one. Episode two was all about overcoming bitterness in our hearts and how do we heal from our broken places so that we can rise to what God has next for us in our journey with Him. Um, So go back and listen to those two if you haven't yet. But today is all about preparing our hearts for the next. And so that's what I want to discuss today. And I've been in the Bible um, this morning, actually, and I was reading about Paul and Barnabas. And uh, you can read about them in the book of Acts, and uh, but you'll find them in Acts 15 in the midst of a breakup. And so uh, Barnabas and Paul decide that they are not on the same page and they're going to go their separate ways. You know, this is something I think we all can relate to, right? Sometimes we have relationships that just don't work out and it can leave us asking God, you know, why not? And couldn't it have just worked? And did I do anything wrong? Or why weren't they sorry enough? Or, you know, all these things go through our head um, of why the relationship couldn't hold on. Um, And sometimes it's not a relationship. Maybe sometimes it's a circumstance. Um, Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's um, like me serving in ministry. And that's looking different for me now. I'm in a transition place for that. But it's very healthy to kind of have these, you know, why God conversation with God moments of, you know, what, what changed and why and what do you want me to learn from it? Um, but if we go back to Paul and Barnabas and just dive into their history a little bit, Barnabas was actually the one that introduced Paul to the disciples. And so Paul, the persecutor of all Christians, has now had his mass conversion moment um, face-to-face with Jesus and has gone into his three years of uh, that quiet place with the Lord and is ready to now go move into ministry. And of course, people don't trust him. Um, It was Barnabas that actually pulled him into the circle and said, hey, trust this guy. Jesus has done something miraculous 
in his life, and he is going to help our ministry of spreading the gospel. So they had a really sweet relationship at first, a really neat start to their friendship. Um, And then they traveled together, spreading the gospel, encouraging people in the Lord. Um, And so they had developed this, you know, brotherhood together. Um, And they were running in the same lane. They were running on the same page. And then what happens is um, they have a difference of opinion. And Barnabas says, hey, I think we should run this way and take Mark with us. And Paul says, you know, Mark bailed on us before. Not so sure that's the right choice. And I think we should go back and visit all the places we've already been to and encourage them in the Lord. Um, And I want to take Silas. And so uh, after some roundabouts together, they decided, okay, we're not going to agree on this. Let's just go our separate ways. And so they did. And you don't really hear much more after that uh, about Barnabas. Um, you will hear a little bit about later in the in the um, scripture, but it's just a very small piece. And so really their relationship is never the same again. And have you ever been in that situation of, you know, maybe a relationship ending or uh, a ministry um, or it could be, you know, maybe you were doing business together, or maybe you had started a nonprofit together. Um, you know, there's all of these things where we will start uh, ventures with another person, and it's ordained by God. But then God says, look, you guys are going to split your separate ways. Um, and we sort of have to trust at that point of, you know, God's doing something here, even if it hurts my heart and he has a plan for all of this. And, um, that's really where I find myself now, you know, God is just always sweet to bring me to a place in scripture that really speaks to my heart. And I mean, this is one of them because that's my very story right now. You know, I was serving in ministry for six years with this team of amazing women um, and then with some leadership of the church and um, leadership decided, okay, we're going this way. And I was going, wait, but my heart is still this way. Like I want to continue to serve in this way. And there was just this split of opinions. um, And I have been wrapping my heart around you know, the hurt of that and how that transpired. But what God has been showing me in this time is that when we have these splits, he's still going to do his work. You know, it's not, you know, Barnabas was not a bad guy. I mean, he was on fire for Jesus and he continued working for the Lord. He just went and did it somewhere else. And, um, you know, Paul, we know his story. He he went on on fire for Jesus as well. And the gospel continued to spread and the church continued to be encouraged. And so God moved through that and actually multiplied through that um, people that could be reached with the gospel. And so it's it's sometimes hard to rip away, you know, a relationship that you had that was maybe so sweet or so comfortable and so predictable, um, even, and then have to step into something new. And I think part of that being ready for what's next is taking that assessment, taking that assessment of your heart. You know, what have you lost? What has been left in the past? What is something you'll never be able to pick up again? And how, what did that do to your heart? Be honest with yourself about it. What did that make you feel about other people? How did it affect your relationships? What bitterness 
came up that you needed to deal with. And that's in the last episode, if that's something that you're struggling with, I admit it, it's one of my top sins that I have to be on guard for. Um, God created me a clean heart as my constant cry. Um, and so you may have to go back and do that assessment um, for yourself, but you absolutely must do it before you can step into what's next. Nobody wants to carry baggage that they don't need into their future. And you can spot someone who's carried baggage with them. And they're usually not that fun to be around. And so it's really important that you take the time in between what was and what is going to be to sort of clean out your heart and prepare it for what's next. I was also reading in scripture and kind of, I was thinking, and God brought this to mind. He he was reminding me of the disciples and Jesus had just, um, he had just been crucified and they watched their savior go down along with their dreams. And, you know, Jesus had told them what was going to happen, but their hearts weren't prepared for it. Um, They weren't quite ready and doubt sunk in and fear sunk in. Um, And when Jesus resurrected, he found the disciples locked up in a room, fearful, afraid that the Jews might come and kill them too. And they were in this place of, of sadness and despair and fear of like, but wait a minute, we were running this race with Jesus. It wasn't supposed to be like this. I mean, we were watching this man do miracles and he was a savior. He's not supposed to die. And so they had this plan in their minds of like, this is the way things were. And this is the way they're going to continue to be. Despite the fact that Jesus had already told them something different before he went to the cross. And so I think sometimes the plans of our hearts can get in the way of the plans of our God the plans that he has for our lives and the plans that he has for his church. And so we read in scripture that Jesus walks into the room and he rebukes them and for their doubt. And, um, and then he so lovingly like sits down and says, okay, here's what's going to happen next. And you're not going to be alone. And I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And these works that we've done together, you're going to continue to do these great works too. I'm going to continue to work through you. You are going to experience power like you've never experienced it before. Your calling has not changed, but the manifestation of it is going to look a little bit different. I am going to now work through you and lead you in the direction that I want you to go. And you're going to have to wait on it. And you're going to have to trust me. And when it comes, you will know. And friends, that's what I want to tell you as you're waiting in that space um, before what's next is Jesus has promised that his Holy Spirit is always with you. And if you're worried that, you know, how he had used me in the past, um, how I had uh, a relationship in the past that I was able to pour into and it's gone now, maybe there was a relationship and that person was pouring into me and they're gone now. You know, if you're kind of stuck in that place of like, but, but that was what I was used to and how could it ever be better than that? 
I want to tell you that Jesus has great plans for you still. It's not over. Sometimes this place in between what was and what's next feels really hard and lonely. And we start telling ourselves those things like, okay, my glory days are over. I like to remind people the best is yet to come. And that's not like some unrealistic, like lofty um, affirmation for you because in the end, the best that's yet to come is we're going to spend eternity with our Savior. But on this lifetime, I still believe that he has good gifts for his children. He has good plans for us. I believe scripture when it says that. And so I know for my personal life, as I'm going through this transition in ministry, God will still use me. And I actually trust him to use me in even bigger ways than he used me before. Friends, when I was serving in my church, there is no reason why I should have been selected to stand on a stage in front of hundreds of women and teach them the Bible beyond the grace of God. Like God put me in that position and he did it with a swiftness that doesn't make sense. But he had grabbed my heart and he knew from our quiet time together that my heart was for his word and women knowing and understanding his word for themselves. And he knew that I would steward that moment well. And I did. I labored to steward that moment well in that season, that gift that he had given me. And I know that if he gave me that gift, if he was able to do something that miraculous and use me in that big of a way, for five years, then I know that he has still something greater for me. I know that he has been able to look at me in this season and say, okay, you stewarded it well. I trusted you and you've proved yourself faithful. He was not going to just leave me in the dust. And friend, if you have proved yourself well, if you have been faithful in your seasons, in your difficult seasons, God sees that. He sees you. And he's going to use you in great and mighty ways for his kingdom. But you have to go back and you have to do the work in this in-between time. You have to go back and you have to just assess the situation and you have to trust that God is moving in it. That's trust the sifting. You have to be faithful when you are being tested. And then you have to examine your heart. And you have to examine your hurt and you have to rise above it. And you're not going to muscle through that on your own. You're going to do it with the grace of God. You're going to do it in scripture. You're going to do it with wise Christian counsel. But you're going to take that time to clean all of the junk out of your heart so that when he does call, when he says, good and faithful servant, I have another assignment for you. You are ready. You don't have baggage that you're going to be trying to trudge along on your back as you're trying to step into the new. No, you are going to feel light. You're going to feel lifted. You're going to feel empowered by the Holy Spirit because right now in this in-between time, you are taking the time to do the work that needs to be done. I just want to encourage you to be in your Bibles during this time. So as we are waiting on what's next and preparing our hearts for what's next, we can get a little complacent in reading our Bibles. We can get a little complacent saying, okay, I'm just going to wait. It's a waiting period. 
and eventually God's going to show up and then I'll turn everything back on and I'm going to move forward. Make sure that you are still taking steps forward in the direction that you feel God is calling you. Take small steps. You know, if your heart is broken, seek healing. If you're lonely, seek relationships, but above all, seek scripture. Be in the word every day. Don't get complacent in this waiting season. You know, when God opens up a new Bible study, then I'll open my Bible is the wrong attitude. Take the time every morning to open scripture and hear from the living God. Scripture is alive and breathing and it speaks to each one of us. It is the voice of God. And so we really have to have that reverence of if he's speaking, if these are his words breathed onto paper, what an honor and a privilege it is for me to open my Bible and read them every day. And friend, when you do that, he's going to start speaking into your spirit. He's going to start showing you some places you might need to heal, but he's also going to start showing you some places that he's going to be taking you. Just like Jesus, when he appeared to the disciples again and he was in the room and he rebuked them for their unbelief, but then he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. There's a next step here. You go to this upper room and you wait because you have an assignment on your life. So in that space between what was and what comes next, Jesus was asking them to have faith. And friend, I want to ask you to have faith in your life right now too. Have faith for what's next. Have faith that God has a good plan for your life. Have faith that you can let go of any hurt and brokenness that is behind you and be able to take with you the things in your past that were lovely and good. We have to allow our circumstances to grow us, and there is always something good that we can carry forward in any situation. And now I want to move into a part of the podcast that I call a spiritual health assessment, because I think it's so important for us to always be introspective about how the gospel changes our lives. And so today we talked a lot about that, that waiting period. Um, and we talked about sometimes when relationships have to split and we have to understand that God is moving in that moment. And we talked about when we sort of have doubts of like, we had something really great going and now there's nothing. How can I trust God for what's next? So let me ask you a couple questions, friend. What relationship has split that you're still mourning? And how can you look at it through a new lens? How can you start looking at it as, I'm going to release that person in love, that ministry, that job, that friendship, that whatever it is. I'm going to release that in love. I'm going to thank God that he gave that to me and for that beautiful season that I had. And then I'm going to look forward and embrace what he has for me next. And just like the disciples friend, when, when they were there and they were in that space, not knowing what was coming, Jesus came and comforted them. 
ask God to comfort you in these moments. He will. He will comfort you in this time. He will be ever so near and present. You know, these in-between times are opportunities for an intimacy with God. And are you spending more time being angry at God than you are trying to get close with Him? I encourage you, spend this in-between time to get close to God. And then finally, is He placing something on your heart right now for what is to come? Does it seem impossible? Does it seem like you don't have the resources for that? Does it seem like the change would be so huge that you don't even know how it would come about? I want to ask you not to doubt that. Just like Jesus said, don't you doubt what I have coming next. Have faith. I want you to not doubt those little seeds of your future that God is starting to plant in your heart to start giving you a picture of what's next. Instead of doubting them, pray into them. Get yourself in that upper room of prayer and pray into those things that God is revealing to your heart that he has next for you. Pray that he will bring them into fruition, but pray that you will be ready with a clean heart. Lord, create in us a clean heart. I hope this was helpful to you to help you rest in this in-between space a little bit as we put behind the past and we look forward towards what God has for us next. I hope you become a little more comfortable in this space and I hope that you'll do the work that needs to be done so that God can grow you towards what he has next for you. Let him prepare your heart for the future. Friends, thanks for spending this time with me. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you walk away with a faith boost that puts a little spring in your step. I'd love to connect with you on social media. I'm on both Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Faith For Her, and Instagram, it's Katie Wynn, Faith For Her. I want Instagram a little bit more where I share little faith boosters in my squares. I love to write, and so you'll find words of encouragement on the regular over there in addition to pictures of my life so i homeschool my kids you'll see my family i love to be in the kitchen and the garden and i love to be outdoors so i'd love to get to know you a little bit better over on instagram too so i'll put links to my social channels down in the show notes and until the next episode be blessed and be encouraged